Everybody has a podcast. Podcast. Countdown to college football, everyone. It's coming. 19 days, folks. Get ready. Take out the trash. Nineteen days. Grant Mills, that is music to my ears. That's less than three weeks. Oh, I'm thrilled about it. I know we talk about it a lot on this show. Sometimes our lives seem to revolve around uh, college football, but you know what? It should, because that's the season of good weather, drinking, friendship, happiness, and anger, watching those college kids beat the shit out of each other. So 
I'm thrilled. I'm looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to a great show. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. How was your weekend? It was good. It was uh, productive, to say the least. I, I, I got my... I got my 65-inch TV in. Speaking of college oh, football. Okay. okay. Yeah. Big, big old fellow cake. Ready to go. Got it hooked up, ready to go uh, in the in the sunroom. And uh, yeah, let me tell you about this motherfucker. So I went out one day last week. I had two uh, places I had to go for work. So uh, this was the day the TV supposed to be delivered. Uh, ordered it online. And... Uh, you know, they, don't, they give you a huge window, nine to four. I'm like, okay, you know, most of the time I should have been done by probably lunchtime. You know, they probably won't deliver it around then. If they do, whatever. They'll, they'll probably put it on the side of a house for the delivery. You know, if you're leaving a box that's a TV, leave it a little, you know, nondescript place. Somebody won't see it. I got a message right after I left the damn house, nine o'clock. I'm already heading to my first uh, appointment. Dude, they take the picture and shit. They put it right on my front doorstep. Big 65-inch TV stacked up against the door. So my ass had to run back home uh, after that one, between them, put it in the garage and shit and dip so nobody took it. But what pissed me off about it, on the delivery notes, the fucker put left it back door. Yeah. Ass. They left that shit at the front door. I got the picture of it. I mean, right where the street where people drive by and shit. They gonna steal and run my football season? Hell yeah, man! That's some bullshit. It just upset me. They lied. They lied. They lied, Grant Mills. But other than that, it is up. It's installed. I bought a new mount for it. Um, I, I'm looking at some a sofa or a little bar table too this weekend to try to put the uh, the uh, chef's kiss on the uh, sunroom. That way, when you guys come over. Uh, this football season, hopefully, we can uh, be comfy, have a nice spot to watch games, have a little drink, have a little smoke, and chill. Yes! Uh, yes! Oh, man, I forgot something. <laughs> there we go. That's what I was doing. All right, well, I think I was uh, thinking about football season or something. I don't know. What the hell? Why did I miss the farts and everything? And, uh... Crazy times, folks. We got Will. Will, I think, is in the house. Wills. What a boot. Well, what's, uh, what's up, Wiss? How are you? I'm pretty good, yeah. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling, yeah. Hmm. All hmm. right, good. Sounds like you might be a little out of it. I love baby so much. Oh. <laughs> love baby so much. Did you not see baby this weekend? I'm really not for real. Like I said, still taking a break. I'm trying to think of shit to do and stuff. Man. Y'all going to the club tonight? I know. <laughs> uh, my clubbing days are pretty much gone, I think. Is there even hey. a club locally? Oh, there probably is, man. You know the young folks. I don't fraternize. 
So I don't know what's the in places anymore. Shit. I have no idea. You might know about that better than me. You know, got the wife. She probably knows about some places. But uh, Not I definitely know. I know about the same ass places is what I know. Yeah, I know the, the bars that open in the same building, but they change their name and stuff every two years. But a club, like a mm, 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 club, I, I don't... God, it's been a long time since I've stepped foot in one of them motherfuckers. It has been a long time, man. Did you see Bash at the Beach, Dark Side of the Rink? No, but I did see the original Bash at the Beach ages ago, uh, the one they were talking about. Tell me about it. How was that dark side? I was actually one of the real, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, Bischoff and Russo. The only thing that was missing, Jimmy wasn't on there. Cornette wasn't on there. And I thought to, thought he would have been on there just to uh, <laughs> talk shit. I think he would have been fucking gold. But, you know, I guess it's mainly between Bischoff and uh, Russo. They don't like each other, and uh, I think Jimmy hates both of them. And uh, kind of weird how that whole thing went down. Like now, by this time, I'm not watching wrestling. Okay, I don't really probably give a shit. Well, when did Goldberg come around? I remember I was kind of came back into it when he did. But yeah, he was late nineties. Um, he may have even started his reign a little before then. I'd have to. I, I remember the demise. Like I said, the demise of uh, WCW uh, followed by ECW, which I think ECW actually went to WWF first. Um, was you know that was I, I followed it closely. Um, I, you know, putting all of it together over the years, seeing the behind the scenes and all the podcasts, I've probably listened to hundreds, if not thousands of hours while I've been on the road and shit. I, I think pointing the fingers mostly belongs against Vince Russo. I think his writing was absolutely atrocious. It, it fit some storylines at WWF. They had the talent that could pull it off, but WCW had a fucking gold mine with the NWO shit. Um Bischoff even, I think the difference is this. When I watch the two, and you tell me if, if you've got this or maybe you don't know, but Bischoff accepts responsibility for shit he did back then. He's said, you know, there's things he wishes he would have done different and there's things he had no control over. I feel like he's pretty transparent. Uh, Russo, man, he just stands by all his dumb shit. Um, all that shit that he did was stupid. Um I feel like WWF was really good about not letting him do too much stupid shit, and then they kind of salvaged when he did do stupid shit. I think WCW, man, when they let David Schwimmer win the fucking title, God, how crazy! Yeah, they did that. that. I love David Schwimmer, but uh, that seems kind of weird. Yeah, that was towards the um, towards David Schwimmer, not Schwimmer, was it? Not friends, guy. The other guy. God damn it. I'm messing it up. Oh, uh, what's... Uh, fucking, uh, Arquette. 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 <laughs> David Schwimmer. That would have been. Man, I was like, when did that happen? I missed that, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My my mistake. I think, God, that shit funny as hell. Um, when David Arquette won it, I mean, dude, that was fucking awful. awful what what awful. Uh, hit so, um, Arquette? He was in WCW? Yeah, what? he was. Filming his, he was helping film a movie. I guess he was a big wrestling fan, so they put him. Oh in. yeah, ready but to I mean, rumble. Or something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like a pussy and stuff. I mean, he's not wasn't in wrestling shape. Just a 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, that was the beginning of the end. Um, they had Goldberg again. He was a gold mine with the NWO storyline. Uh, I, I, I'm going way down the rabbit hole. But, yeah, I mean, if you go back and look, I think those two – I thought Bischoff was good. I like him. He actually has a good podcast, or he's on a lot of them now. I've listened to some of his. Vince Russo, I just can't stand that motherfucker. So what, what was your main takeaways from the bash at the beach? Anything that was uh, – uh, how, you said it was good. It was one of the better ones. I think all of them have been pretty incredible. But what's uh, what stood out to you? Anything in particular? Um, just uh, Hulk's creative control clause. I've never heard of that before. Oh shit! And uh, and then you know he um, that's how um, the first part of that went down. Even though whatever Vince rewrote it, and you know. Booker T was the ended up being the the winner or whatever, but um, I, I thought it was just weird. And then he ended up he uh, sued and he got he got paid because of that whole thing. Goddamn. Yeah. So uh, that's a good episode. And I don't know, man. Eric Bischoff sounds like he uh, doesn't know what's up. Vince Russo seems like an idiot, and I don't know, man. It's like, it's a lot of that that goes on. I was like, I've had bosses that are fucking total stupid motherfuckers. I don't know how the hell they ever got to be a boss. So like, they do all make all the wrong decisions. So, yeah, I think that was, uh, yeah, that was the beginning of the, I, like I said, I was a huge NWO fan. Um, I thought that storyline and still do. If you're looking back, I, I, I still think it's the best angle in, in wrestling history, um, ever. I, I really do. I thought that was just creative. They had the right guys for it. It just should have stayed more elite. I mean, once everybody started joining it, then they had the luchador world order, they broke off into the wolf pack, which the wolf pack thing wasn't that bad. Um, it just should have stayed more elite, and it sh I think they would have lasted a lot longer. I, I mean, once everybody started joining the NWO, and then they got cartoony with David Schwimmer Arquette. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, David Arquette did a fucking wrestling thing. Not that I don't know, um, uh, um, like a fucking documentary, and like he got sliced up. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think like he hit him in the neck with a fucking like one of those long light bulbs or something. I might be wrong, but anyway, he wasn't expecting whatever happened to a man. He got fucking cut up and shit, dude. I think he might have almost died or something. It was pretty serious or whatever it was, but man, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for that shit, dude. Don't sound like it. If it about killed, he he just seemed like a fanboy. Um, he he seemed like somebody that had money, was a wrestling fan, and uh, he was had enough influence at the time under that Turner banner to do the shit, uh, you know, to do, to get his name out there as a champion. I mean, and I mean, really, I, I think they exposed the business when they did that. Dumb. Is he still married to Courtney Cox, by the way, or no? Okay. I figured that was, uh, she long. is weird looking nowadays. Yeah, she, she is. I think we had, we, we talked about that, uh, a couple of months ago and I looked her up and I was, a. Uh, shocked at how strange she looks nowadays she's a uh, her face has gotten bigger she does all that botox like those dumbasses do I'm like just get old bitch you know don't don't go through this whole thing you look fucking ridiculous 
like a fucking puffer fish or something. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense how people do that. Shooting fucking botulism in your face. Ooh. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. So, oh man, people are idiots. You're going to shoot fucking botulism in your face. Uh, the risk associated with that? Oh my God. You can like fucking straight up have a stroke. <laughs> Oh, like, no. people, people go do this shit. They don't care. Like, man, y'all are dumb as fuck. I'll just be ugly. I don't give a damn. Fuck it. I'll just look old. I don't give a shit doing that dumb ass shit. Man, Courtney I did have sex Cox. with a girl this weekend. It wasn't Courtney Cox, was it? Oh, I wish it was. She's ugly, but man, she's rich. She is. What happened? <laughs> if it wasn't Courtney Cox, then I want to know how it went. Well, man. Well, she was so nasty when I asked her what was for dinner. She put her foot on the plate and said, corn. This weekend was all right. I took Friday off because you ever just fucking wake up and you're like, I don't, I'm not going in. I'll be you know? Yeah, I've been hitting the streak of drinking a lot, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna just not do that anymore for a while either. Like, man, this past fucking weekend, whew, I'm pretty fucking tired, not good. And so, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, man. Drinking is always is a thing. Like, uh, I can't do it all the time. I go through phases. I might, you know, drink heavy for a minute, and then, man, I won't do it for like a long time. Unless yeah. maybe social, unless I get into a social situation, but that's different. I've done it before like that. I get it though. I, I'm bad about that. I, I think everybody's got their tendencies. I mean, once I start, I can't say once I start. I, I can be good if I have a drink or two. My problem is once I hit that two or that three. Once that start, that buzz starts getting to me. Man, the creature comes out, and uh, <laughs> that's when I start wanting to just go hard and. Uh, and I will. That's what I worry about football season. Uh, but I've tried to do better, and I try to manage it out. I'm not a good day drinker. I cannot day drink with a fuck. Um, God, you ever drink early in the morning? Uh, <laughs> I sound like an old alcoholic here. Um, I, man, like, well, we've gone to, like, Alabama games early, like a 2.30 game. Man, you got to be leaving, like, at 7. And everybody's like, well, let's get a roadie, or let's get down there. You get down there, like, at 9, and you're watching other games and shit, or 10, and game day or whatever, and you start drinking a little bit. And by the time lunch rolls around, you've already had five. It's like, God damn. Uh, that's that's getting off. I've, I've taken two or three shots and went to work. Yeah. And uh, just to fucking, I don't know. I was bored. It didn't really do anything for me anyway, though, I guess. That's how I get out and shit. I really can't even feel it anyway. So I'm like, this is fucking uh, useless. <laughs> you don't want to be like fucking knocked down drunk, like <laughs> going out, you know, uh, in a work situation. So no, everybody needs those those days off, though. You're right about that. I actually probably am, am past due for one myself. I mean, I think everybody needs a a, a break to relax, chill, kind of do their own thing, spend a little time with themselves. Uh, life's about chilling, not working. Oh, we out to college football season, like we said, was upon us. The top 25 coaches polls out. Um, I was looking at this 
just earlier, actually. And it's interesting. Uh, at number one, you've got the G.A. Bulldogs, of course. Number two is Michigan Wolverines. Number three is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Four, Ohio State. Five, LSU Tigers. Six, USC Trojans. Seven, Penn State Nittany Lions. Number eight, Florida State. Nine, Clemson. Tennessee, ten. So the top ten is pretty strong. Um, yeah. It's, you, uh, uh, you gone through this list? I did go through this list. Um yeah, we had a really good talk last week. We we I talked about some teams to watch, talked about players to watch, and talked about games to watch early on. We talked earlier. Uh, we, we went over the top twenty-five um, a little bit, I, and the top ten I think is interesting. I, I don't think Georgia obviously for the foreseeable future is going anywhere. I made a bold prediction that Michigan will be in the playoffs regardless. I think their schedule is a cakewalk. Alabama's a good one to watch. Roll Tide, I'm a big Bama fan, but I try to be objective when we talk about this. That's the only way to do it, right? Um, Ohio State, I don't really know nothing about them returning. I I, I just don't see it happening uh, for them. That's just more of a personal opinion than anything else. Um, You know, honestly, I I think your your more interesting picks are actually coming outside of the top uh, 10. I think they're coming from 10 to 25. Um, I'm not going to ramble everybody down, but I'll tell you some interesting names. Um, after a little more research, I think could be some uh, playoff busters sleeping in there. Not baller or buster, people busting the ass into the playoff. Uh, number 12, Texas. That's interesting. Uh, Sarkeesian, great coach. Um, good quarterback situation. I mean, two really good ones there. I think Texas put an asterisk beside them. I think they may move up. Alabama will be the crucial game September 9th. Um, Oregon, talked about Bo Picks. Uh, coming in, he's improved every season. I, I don't see Oregon creeping up again. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they'll be up there. I think they'll go higher than 15. Uh, Drake May at North Carolina, 20. I don't see much from them moving up. Uh, into the playoff situation, but Oklahoma, 19 possibility there. Uh, Ole Miss, 22 and 25, Texas A&M, two teams I think are really interesting. But one thing I did note that I have to talk about, we talk about what's important each season. Um, Something I touched on last week was returning starters. And for the SEC, Texas A&M is returning the most starters in second. Ole Miss, that's your 22 and your 25. So I think they shoot up. I mean, Texas a and returning eight on offense, eight defense. Uh, gave Alabama a run for their money last season. Georgia's middle of the pack, four on returning. Well, a little higher. Bama all the way at 10, returning four on offense, five on defense. Um, I think the 25 is really, really, really interesting. I, I don't think it's going to speak to who we see. Let me ask you this. Do you think all four teams that are going to be playoff teams are in the top 20, well, top 10 right now, or if not the top 10, the top 25? Yes. Top 10, top 25? (laughs) Top 25. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I think Michigan, I can't say the name because I fucking hate Michigan. Let me me be clear. 
Um, I think they're I think they have a really easy schedule. They've had Ohio State's number. Um, I, I think you know back to back Big Ten. I think they're there. Georgia. God, I just don't see Georgia and Alabama both doing it again. I guess it's possible. Um. Mm. Mm, I don't know. One or the other. Who the fuck else is in there? I, Texas is a good team, but they've got Alabama. They could be. I mean, they can always come back. I agree with you. I, I think top twenty-five. They're there. It's just who's there. I think USC is also a really good candidate. Uh, Lincoln Riley out there. I mean, didn't he have a house in his contract? I think so. God damn. Man, we need to be making some money like that. He's balling. Look who's hanging out there at number 25, Texas A&M Aggies. Yeah. They're an interesting team this year because of Bobby P. And the new addition, or as a new addition, and uh, they can't go five and seven again, or whatever the fuck they were last year. No, they, they can't. And and people got to remember, too, uh, Texas teams, they, they've got the money to get the fuck rid of a coach at the drop of a hat. They're not, uh, you know, they, they don't have to keep a shitty coach if they're not doing well. They've got plenty of money, plenty of buyout uh, wiggle room. So uh, they're not worried about that. I, I want to go back and look at A&M's schedule last year because uh, – you could go back and make an argument for Alabama too. Close games, a win's a win at the end of the day. But if you're going to judge people off uh, quality of wins, and a lot of times that's what they do towards the end of the season, Alabama did not have a lot of quality wins. They had a lot of close wins. And again, nobody in 10 years, we're not going to look back and say, well, uh, it was 11 and 2 season, but it should have been an 8 and 5. It's a fucking 11 and 2 season, right? But at the end of the day, all it takes is one play and uh, against uh, Ole Miss, A&M last year uh, in Texas for Bama could have been bad. And that could have been uh, taking that down to an eight and five season, which would have been a really shiver. So, yeah, A&M, I think they've got a pretty cupcake starting it off. New Mexico, Miami, Florida. Has Miami been shit any times recently? I don't think so. Uh, Louisiana, Monroe. So they're going to start off three and oh, I would bet they take on Auburn. That's a home game, so that's 4-0. Uh, fuck Auburn. Um, and they have Bama October 7th. I think A&M's a good call. LD talked about it last week a little bit. That was one of his dark horse teams. Um, I put a little stock into it. We talked about Bobby P. But now after we say that, you know, we've talked a little more about it, they're also returning, uh, you know, the most starters. Um one of the teams returned the most starters. So, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a good call. I think that's, I think they may, they may make a little, uh, they may make some noise this year. <clears throat> also, conference realignment again. Oh, God. Um, Man, so much going on. I don't even know where to start with this because Pac-12 is done, it looks like. George Cleacow's an idiot. Uh, and then, what's going to happen with the ACC? They have a uh, 
crazy ass grant of rights deal that they made with these people and it doesn't run out till 2036 or something so everybody's trying to get a new deal we already got people that's getting a new deal what, Oregon and um, uh, fucking somebody it's going to the Big Ten um, Washington Oregon and Washington uh, I don't know Big 12 right Big Ten they're going to the Big Ten and Big then Ten. Uh, Big 12 is um, they're getting Arizona and Arizona State. And so it's the Pac, what, Pac 4 now? What? Yeah. They're going to be the Pac 0 by the end of the season. Um, God. And people will say, you know, this, this affects all sports, but football is 90. Five percent of your money maker at every institution. Let's not be naive and think it's not. So, um, yeah, it's stupid, and and you gotta feel. I don't know. You gotta feel for some of these teams that kind of had no choice but to leave. Um, you know, once the dominoes start toppling, I mean, what the fuck are you gonna do? You can't sit in a conference with fucking six teams. Uh, 17 everybody else is going to these big super conferences and people think it, i mean it's not about just the, comp, the competitive nature man it's about the money and getting your program out there and getting your tv rights and shit um yeah it, it, it's it's ridiculous i don't have a good answer a lot of this shit's beyond my scope of understanding how the tv deals are negotiated and shit like that but i don't think it's a good thing i don't think it's the worst thing in the world but it's fucking silly there's so much god man I, I miss the early 2000s of college football. Um, God, I don't know. It just seemed like after the 90s and before the mid-2010s, college football was just fucking great athletes. Saban comes to Alabama. You had Johnny Manziel, Vince Young back in the day against USC. Um, so many good players, moments. Tim Tebow. Uh you know, USC's dynasty topples. Florida begins theirs. Alabama begins theirs. Georgia begins theirs. Uh, really just good stuff. And now after the NIL shit, conference realignment, um, so much shit's changed so quickly. I get it. It's always going to change. I have no problem with that. I'm not an old fogey. I can, I can deal with the transition. But when it happens so fast, that's what irritates me. I mean, it's changing the whole landscape of it, targeting and shit. Um, and again, I'm I'm all for safety, but goddamn, uh, slow down a bit, changing goddamn college football. Oh, college football, yeah. Uh, the um, let's see, so. Pac-12 is not really the only conference in trouble. We did talk about the ACC a little bit. Florida State wants a better deal than they've got. Clemson's also in the ACC. And those could be a couple of teams that leave. Ah, but I think they have to, with that crazy deal, they have to get like eight teams that's uh, an agreement and then like, you know, uh, leave and then that would they wouldn't have to pay anything I think I let's start our own conference and just invite the teams to uh, be a part of it <laughs> they ain't got no checks they can't give us any money <laughs> we have no TV rights 
This sucks. <laughs> We're getting sued. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, the ACC. Florida State, uh, going back, I had a note to mention. I didn't. I don't want to go too far back, but they are the number uh, one team returning offensive uh, and defensive production. I think they're returning most of their starters. Um, they've been kind of uh, silent for the past couple of years, but uh, a team to watch, I would say. And ranked number eight in the preseason coaches poll, returning the most out of anybody in college football. So, uh, But you know what? That's also uh, – did you watch some of the Florida State games? Not specifically Florida State. There's been several teams when they're down, you look at their games and, like, the stadium's half full, which – Sucks to see Fairweather fans, man, but it is what it is. And when a team starts winning and doing well, they got a lot more influence on what's happening uh, in their business deal and how lucrative it is. Um, business. Business, homie. Um, so Florida State will be interesting to watch. I'm sure all this conference realignment shit will uh, continue on. But, uh, you know, they're, they're a team that really, to me, screams SEC, but... I don't know. They need to just get rid of keep keep a couple of conferences and just redraft everybody up to a limit of eight people in the conferences and figure out a goddamn playoff system from there or some shit. I'm tired of these big ass super conferences. It'll never happen, but fuck. One can only dream. Oh yeah. Well, that like I said, we're not going to go through everybody on here on this top 25, but go look at that shit. And um, it's, we haven't even played a down of football yet here, folks. So we will see what happens with all that. But for now. <laughs> YouTube guy, right? Yeah, I guess he is. I never, uh, I've heard of him, but I don't know what he does. It looks like he had a, a burger, Mr. Beast's Burgers or something, that uh, wasn't any good, and uh, he's suing the people. But now, they're suing him back for 100 mil after dissing his own burgers by Zach Zwing. So he had a thing called, uh, uh, fuck. He had, he had some burgers, right? James Mr. Beast Donaldson, one of the biggest YouTube stars in the world, is now being sued by Virtual Dining Concepts for 100 mil. Food company behind his Mr. Beast burgers alleges the newly, in the newly filed lawsuit, that Mr. Beast is a social media, uh, media celebrity who believes his fame. Um, believes his fame means this is fucking means he, he can break contracts and say anything. Uh, and if you have VDC's lawyers, he is mistaken. Uh, they got all the quotation marks in the wrong places, man. Zach, oh, shit. you dumb. In 2020, Mr. Beast partnered with Virtual Dining Concepts, a company that specializes in ghost kitchen restaurants. And 
uh, you know, what the fuck? Those kitchen restaurants that use other established eateries in, in, uh, in order to produce random meals that are sold via delivery apps like Uber Eats, etc. So they didn't get very good reviews, basically. They were inedible and, quote, disgusting. And uh, <laughs> so since they had quality issues, he uh, suing them because they wouldn't let him, uh, you know, terminate the deal. So, and then he's been making bad comments about them, so that's why this whole thing's going on. Uh-huh. So we'll see. I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. These going to court's expensive too. And it looks like he's doing a lot of shit. So he's got the money. He's predicted to be YouTube's first billionaire. And uh, I've watched a lot of his interviews. He seems like a genuinely good person. Uh, not many people you can say that about, especially in this day and age. But uh, you know, he really wants to invest in that. He's not money driven. I think he's financially driven. <laughs> I think I don't know if there's a difference, but in my head there is. Um, you know, he, he doesn't spend a lot of it on himself. He spends it on making more YouTube videos and giving, doing a lot of outreach and shit like that. So I, I can understand wanting to maintain a certain level of quality. I remember reading something about the ghost restaurants on like DoorDash and, uh, Uber Eats and shit like that. That's kind of an interesting subject, but, um, interesting. I like him, but you know, hopefully justice prevails. Yes, we uh, we'll see. I never had one of those things. I don't think it were even out here. So, um, I want a, a fucking burger. I'll usually just fix it myself. I can do a better burger than anybody around here, anyway. Yes. Um. I mean, so what else is going on? Well, <laughs> remember the Westboro Baptist Church folks? Yeah, that's crazy. They say Hawaii will be utterly destroyed on Sunday. <laughs> God damn, what the fuck? Which, um, oh, do they mean next Sunday? This was written on yesterday, so I don't know if they mean Sunday week, as they say in the South. Uh, I don't even using that right, but we'll see. The controversial Westboro Baptist Church based in Kansas said that Hawaii will be utterly destroyed on Sunday. The churches of Hawaii, quote, have doomed the inhabitants with lies about the eternal God. Uh, the fuck? I don't know. The fuck Hawaii did uh, anybody? Who knows? Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church said it will pick it outside of Grace Bible Church and King's Cathedral in Kalululi, and as well as Waikuku, Wailakuku, I don't know where that is, Union Wailuku. Church in Wailuku, Wailuku, I think. It was not immediately clear why the church would travel from Topeka to Maui to propose to protest three congregate the three congregations or how the church believes Hawaii will be destroyed. Uh you know what they're doing. They're making this shit up, getting their fanatics to believe there's something wrong in Hawaii, getting their money and getting uh, a trip out of it. Free trip out there. Fuck yeah. yeah. Not a bad idea, honestly. Let's be pulling that shit. We can either start a conference or start a church that scams Hawaii, so uh, make your choice now. <laughs> and uh, neither one of those sounds too good. <sighs> but hell, what are you going to do? Back to the drawing board. Oh. Oh. West, yeah, those Westboro folks, they're crazy. 
I'm surprised it's still around, but I, I think that's what it is. I think there's a, uh, I think they're legit crazy pieces of shit. Don't get me wrong, but I think they've found a way to model it into a business of other. I mean, that's all church is, is a goddamn kooky business uh, scheme. And uh, no offense to any of my or uh, our religious followers out there, but to me, it seems like uh, if a church can sustain itself, it doesn't need tithes and money. It could prayers would just probably be answered, but they tend to go unanswered. So. Uh, make of that of what you will, but yeah, Westboro is uh, the kookiest of them all for sure. Yeah, fuck them. We well, got an Idaho man juggling for more than 13 hours to break a world record. This is by Ben Hooper, folks. 13 hours. You can watch the YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, all 13 hours? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. There's no way. Uh, they have to have this edited down, I would think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, an Idaho man with more than 250 Guinness World Records titles said juggling for more than 13 hours was the most difficult feat of his record-breaking career. David Rush, who holds numerous other juggling-related records, including most juggling catches in a minute, fewest juggling catches in a minute, most juggling catches in a minute blindfolded, and most juggling catches while on a unicycle in one minute, took aim at the record for the longest duration juggling three objects. The record had been set at 12 hours and 5 minutes by David Slick in 2009. That sounds like a con man that does records for a living, David Slick. Oh, David Slick. Quote, out of the 250, over 250 Guinness World Records that I've done, this is the hardest record I've ever broken, end quote, Rush said in a video of the attempt. Rush said he failed in three attempts on the record, and on his fourth try, he finally reached a time of 13 hours, 10 minutes, and two seconds. The world, this world record was reviewed by Guinness World Record and made official. He said he believes that this latest feat in combination with his previous records earns him the title of, quote, the world's best three-ball cascade juggler. Well, that's something you can tell the women. Let me ask you this. Say your daughter brings home a professional juggler in about... 25 years they're in love they're getting married he's a professional fucking juggler what do you do do you try to talk her out of it <laughs> you know what i'm gonna ask him about his career and does juggling make money and, and and shit like that and if he tells me man you know i've made uh you know 500 grand from uh juggling and shit dude I, you know what welcome to the family uh if he says oh i do it as a hobby while i'm supporting dude yeah get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here um, well, he's a professional juggler, so I would think he would be making money. Man, what? No, how do you? You're right. No, professional equals uh, money. You're getting paid. You got to get it. shows, you know, in Vegas or something. Like you know, those guys that juggle the flaming bowling pins and whatnot. I or maybe you have to have some kind of shtick. I could respect that. I mean, if you're getting, if you're a entertainer, if he called himself an entertainer, I would respect it a lot more than telling people you're a juggler. I'm just curious about these guys that do the records more than anything. Like, could you imagine just having a group that, you know, each other, each of these guys are trying to break the record. Um, they're at a bar one night. There's like a huge bar fight uh, over who broke the cascade ball juggling record. And motherfucker, you didn't juggle it right and shit like that. God, I would love to see them just fight over these goddamn records uh, that are silly. Um, 
I think they should. I think that's how we should, you know, start squashing some beefs between jugglers. Just have them bar fight. God, could you imagine if they fought and they were like juggling shit before they threw it? Like they go over to the pool table and start juggling it and then they start throwing them at each other, the pool balls? <laughs> that's crazy shit. I'm yeah, talking shit to these motherfuckers now next time I see them out. Well, when the fuck am I going to see a juggler out? I'll be making shit up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, you take your wife to the circus or something. Oh, man. I'll start clowning. Circus. Cirque du Soleil. <clears throat> you know, I'm uh, I'm surprised at myself. And I know that you are a big Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. So um, I guess the CFL yeah. fucking... The reason I'm surprised at myself is I should be watching CFL football. If it's on. I don't think they have it anymore. ESPN3 used to have TSN broadcasts but they don't they're not doing it so anymore at least you know like i get to catch some fucking cfl football yeah i've actually uh you joke but i've watched a, a rough riders game or two i've watched some cfl football uh you know but it's football and it's actually pretty decent you've uh you know a lot of times you'll see some pretty familiar faces on there um, i haven't seen it in a while so i guess yeah they don't air it anymore but they'll air pickleball and cornhole yeah Huh. Yeah. And uh, competitive eating, which is disgusting. Yeah, that's nasty. I don't know. ESPN, man. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Laid off a bunch of people. Programming sucks. Um, I think they're, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're about to get bought out, too. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, that's going to be interesting. So, um, we'll see what goes on with that, but... There was a sheep that came on the field and ran around during halftime in in, uh, in a CFL game in Saskatchewan. 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 He is a sheep, and he ran around. <laughs> he had been brought to the stadium for a youth rodeo as part of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Country Night. But Animal got loose during halftime against the Ottawa Red Blacks. The sheep led stadium staff around the field before being contained. The Rough Riders identified the sheep as a ewe, but the animal was dubbed the Rally Ram by some fans after a after the team scored a touchdown moments after the sheep was corralled. Later, some guy fucked it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No sheep was fucked. No. Who? <laughs> um... All right, well, that's a... Caught us off guard with that little, yeah, little blurb. The, the video there, it's cute. And, all right. Man, man, what else? Is, I think this is about it with the news. There's just really not a lot of shit going on. I'm, you know, I'm looking, because the last time we had a disturbing story about two Manatee brothers who had sex with each other and one died. Man, that was fucking one of the weirder stories. So... I can't find anything now that's that weird. And everything else is uh, looking like kind of just we're chilling. There's nothing else really going on, folks. Too goddamn hot across the country to be doing anything crazy. Everybody waiting for this. Listen, I love, I love summer as much as the next guy, man. But goddamn heat index of 115. Fuck, I'm not going outside. I didn't even cut grass this weekend. Oh, that sucks. Cutting grass. Jesus. I'll be hiring yeah. a fool. Yeah, I don't have to uh, cut. Yeah, well, yes, and it's flat, right? 
it's pretty flat, so it's pretty easy. But, uh, you know, I, I never thought I was like, I like to challenge myself, push myself, like working out and physical challenges. But there's a point where it's just too fucking hot out and you make the decision. I'm a grown fucking man. I'm not going to subject myself to this miserable ass heat. I'm going to go inside and chill and shit. Um, I'm going to go watch a, a Saskatchewan Rough Riders game and watch a sheep get fucked. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Whoa. You said it, not me. Um, yeah, but it's just miserable. I think that everybody's chill. Once the weather starts getting good, everybody's going to start acting up again and shit. I'm ready for the fall, but I'm just afraid we're not going to get it too. So, oh, Wes Creeper, what are you doing over there? I'm sad about baby. I'm just depressed. Oh, my God. You stupid oh. idiot. Buck up, you, you fucker. Oh, listen. You shut up. <laughs> What the fuck? Dude, go to the club tonight. I am. I am. Yeah, get back out there. Get back out there, man. Get back out there. Yeah, get back on that horse. What about baby, y'all? She still said we're on a break. That's why I said go to the club. She don't gotta know. I don't know about betraying baby's trust and shit. <laughs> she ain't on a break. She out. She out fucking around. Hell yeah, she is. Yeah, you go to the you go to the club tonight, Wes. I think it'll be good. It'll be good for you, my friend. You ever been to the club on a Monday? Or have you oh, yeah. back in the day when we hung out all the time? Did you ever go uh, on one of those? Years. Is it open on a Monday? Not really. Nothing around here. No. Yeah. Now when we were in uh, Scottsdale, went on a Sunday night. And the clubs are popping. It's still a weekend. I'd like to be. I'd be curious if Monday was like that out there. If you're in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, write us. Let us know if uh, the clubs are bumping on a Monday night. Seems like uh, that might be one of the places there. Every day is going, going down. Shit, I'm every down. day, every day, Friday night. Oh. So I don't know if uh, I think I don't know, man. I don't know, like living in a place like uh, like Vegas or Atlanta, where every night can be Friday night. I imagine it might be cool at first, but then I don't know. At some point, shit gets old, and she probably just want to chill, man. You know what I mean? I think you'd want to be close to it if that's your kind of style. And listen, I like getting out as much as the next guy, but you don't want to be in the mix. Um... You know, if you live downtown and shit and you got to hear that or deal with drunk asses or be around traffic all the time like that, eh, you don't want to be a part of it. But if you're relatively close, uh, within 45 minutes and that's your thing, or maybe even closer, depending on what you like, it might be worth it. Oh, man, we got a vintage video game review here. Oh, so last week we did a sierra game and we're keeping on with the trend this week we have king's quest 7 I was gonna do King's Quest 4, but then I looked it up and I was like, I never played this game before. It was a different one. I got like fucking eight or nine of them, I think. And this one was King's Quest 7. 
the Princeless Bride. Oh, that's funny because the Princeless <laughs> Bride. You remember that movie? Great I am movie. Old Man Toya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Fantastic movie. Like uh, the giant was in that one. Yeah, under the giant. That was a good movie. I've seen it eleven hundred times. Definitely a classic. You need to do a movie review on uh, the Princess Bride. Oh man, that's a, such a great movie. Everybody loves that movie. You know what? Coming soon, before you get to him, we need to have a uh, movie review. Maybe monthly or some shit. We both pick it, we watch it over the weekend, and we come back with our own opinions. And uh, can we keep the fart system rating? The, how many farts we give the movie? Sure. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's be on the lookout for that, folks. Movie reviews with the fools. King Love it. Seven. Princess Bride. This is, I think, the first one that I actually came in on. <laughs> and the seventh fucking one. is a graphic adventure game developed and published by Sierra Online for MS-DOS, Microsoft Windows, and Macintosh computers in 1994. It features a high-resolution graphics and a style reminiscent of Disney animated films and is the only King's Quest game with multiple protagonists. Queen Valiant, wait a minute, Queen Valenice and Princess Rosella, who are both spirited away to the realm of Eldritch, and Rosella is transformed into a troll. They must find a way to return Rosella to normal and to find Rosella to normal. Nasty, y'all motherfuckers. I feel like there should be a comma there, maybe not. Rosella to normal and find her true love. Get rid of a powerful evil force threatening this realm and get back to their kingdom Aventry. King Quest 7 is also the only game in the series to divide the story into chapters. Some puzzles have multiple solutions and there are two possible endings. Critical reactions to the game were generally positive. King's Quest 7 is different from the previous King's Quest games in the character structure. The action is separated into six chapters, each primarily set in a different region of the realm of Eldritch. The player alternates between two heroines, Valian, Valenice, and Rosella. With each chapter, two heroines travel through some of the same places during the course of the game, finally meeting up at the end. Aside from the multiplayer chapter layout, the most significant change in the game structure is the simplification of user interface by the use of the smart pointer. Playing the game, the pointer lights up when passed over an object that can be used. Players can get or use objects and talk to characters by directly clicking on them, or as previous games required the player to select an action icon, and uh, they click on their environment. And, um, wow, this dude can't write worth a shit. One of the game's highlights is its graphics. King's Quest Seven has very elaborate and colorful graphics compared to other games of the time with painted backgrounds and animation techniques. The game makes use of SVGA graphics, new at the time before the Dig and Space Quest 6. Also included are certain areas that pan from one side to the other rather than going from screen to screen. Despite the cartoonish graphics characteristic of the family-friendly computer games, the game includes several violent death scenes. Hell yeah. Oh, King's Quest. Did you ever play any of the King's Quest uh, series? 
I think they were a little before my time. I did not play any of the King's Quest series. Sounds like you did. Uh, were you a pretty big fan of these uh, the series? The only one I played was seven because I like bought it and I fucking I just you know bought it on a whim. I think. Cool. And uh, it's pretty cool. Um, very cartoonish, but um, fun game. Um. It's got the different gameplay of back in the day, you know, not action, but almost puzzle-like with elements of action. And, uh, you know, the graphics were cool back then. Gameplay, like I said, pretty much in line with the other uh, games of the time on that co- with, with that company, like, you know, Police Quest. Oh, yeah. Police Quest, they're all kind of similar. Um. This one had multiple endings. So, King's Quest 7 offers two different endings after the final confrontation with Malicia. In the good ending, Rosella revives Edgar using the extra life that she had received from the Black Cat that she helped in the land of Ooga Booga. King Alberian and and Queen Titania arrive and reveal that Edgar is their son who was kidnapped as a child by the evil fairy Lolette before Rosella rescued him while in Tamir. Fucking, I'm already lost. He was uh, subsequently kidnapped again and brainwashed by Malicia, who Titania intends to raise to be a better person the second time around. Edgar reveals he is the one who pulled Rosella to Eldritch and apologizes for his actions. Rosella agrees to Edgar's request to court her, and the entire realm celebrates Malicia's defeat and the return of their prince. In the bad ending, Rosella fails to revive Edgar, and he dies. Oberon <laughs> and Titania arrive and sadly explain what happens to him before taking Valenice and Rosella home. Damn. Oh. So the characters, real quick. Valenice, I'm not going to go through all the descriptions. Rosella, Melissa, Edgar, Matilde, Mort Cavadier, King Otar, Addison, Ceres, or I don't even know, man. I might be uh, pronouncing that wrong. 1994, was, this game came out. Go ahead. I was going to say, that was a big uh, medieval knights, uh, renaissance shit. That seemed like it was a big, uh, they, they really liked those types of games, late ni- or early 90s, late 80s. Uh, mid, do you remember that? There's a lot of games that were all medieval and castle style. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They're all they're always you always got those nerds that like that shit. Yeah, Many. they're fun. I mean, even my yeah. ass, I'm not a huge fan of them. They're fun, but I just I, I always laugh. I mean, this seems like a popular series that I was unaware of, but hey, seems like it was pretty cool. According to Sierra Online, combined sales of King of uh, the King's Quest series surpassed 3.8 million units by the end of March '96. Uh, by November 2000, it was reported that King's Quest Seven sales in the U.S. alone have reached between 300 and 400 thousand units. I'm gonna give this one. Wait a minute. Mm, three out of five. It's not bad. It's pretty all right game, and I think that there's enough there for you to have a fun time as far as being able to stick with games. Some games I go into now, man, I can't even just, I play them a little bit, and I'm like, eh, you know. Fuck it. I'm just like, it's not holding my attention. 
Nah. But I think this one's different. You, you know, you can get into it. There's uh, I have one more question about this game. You said there's two endings. Is it two? It says multiple. I guess there's a good ending and a bad ending. Seems to be the... Uh, yeah, I the, the I, I, I'm guessing that's... See, and I like that. To me, when uh, early games, especially in the 90s, uh, before you had sandbox style, real sandbox style, um, I always thought that was cool when you had multiple endings because it had such a good replay value. Uh, what influences the endings? I guess just how your your gameplay is, uh, if you're kind of good, bad. Or... That, I'm not really even sure. That's what I was kind of wondering. Uh, I would I always think, think... It's... I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I love that back in the day. I think one of the first games uh, I played, uh, Mortal Kombat, which you wouldn't think would be something like that because they didn't really have endings. They, uh, you know, you win the game with Liu Kang. Um, it tells you just what happens in the world. But I always thought that was cool because once you got that little blurb at the end, uh, you know, it changes the story, the outworld. What happened if you win with Scorpion? You know, something happened. His soul burns in hell or some bullshit. Uh, you win with Sub-Zero. He goes back to the Dark Army and uh, uh, murders him. I don't know. There's always a lot of shit. I remember that was one of the first games that offered... Uh, not really a different ending because, like I said, it was just the end of the game and it told you what happened. But I always thought that was cool. It was a little ahead of its time, in my opinion, uh, because it really gives you a cool replay value to go back and try the other uh, alternative ending. Yeah, that is cool. When you have uh, different endings in a game. So, um, King's Quest 7. Yeah, so... I don't know. Check it out if y'all fools be bored. It's kind of a cartoonish game, um, but st- it's still good. And there was another King's Quest that I think I played that wasn't. It was. Uh, I played seven, but there was another one that now I'm thinking about it because I thought this was the only one. There was another one. It might have been six, and I might review that next week, or we might get into. Uh, yeah, it was six. Okay. That's the one. Now, I played seven, but six was the first one that I got. Here today, gone tomorrow. Yes. That was 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 the one that put me onto it. Okay. Was it, was it, were both of them strictly on, or or I guess all of them strictly online? Or could you play offline and shit? Or uh, that was just the game of the company, Sierra Online. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. You can, uh, you could play online, I think, if I'm not mistaken, but. Yeah, so this one looks is different than the other one. This one is the the six is looks more like the other games once they started, kind of with the better graphics and stuff. Yeah, seven was more like cartoony, but it's still still fun. Sure, but six is the one that uh, <clears throat> introduced me to the whole shabong. It always boots. Wes, what you up to? Uh, I love baby out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you I'm ain't worth shit on this show. I'm not even listening. Sometimes, baby and live. Oh, man. You're an idiot. God damn it. <laughs> he ain't going his way around here. Up. I'm going to need you to turn it up for the next show. I'm going to need to not be a bitch. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't think I'm... Uh, 
I'm not very enthused about that response. All right. Well, you can enthuse this, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. We got a week coming up. It's Monday. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. Monday night. It's a what Monday. What going Monday. on, man? You got somewhere to go this week? Not as of yet. I have nothing going on. Um, it should be a so slow week. from the house all week? Working from the house all week. Kids get back to school, which is wonderful. Uh, makes it uh, makes schedules a little easier when you know the kids are at school. Um, you don't have to entertain them all day. Um, yeah, today's been a Monday Monday. And, uh, you know, the only bright spot in the Monday is everybody has a podcast podcast. Check out the old episodes. Um, seriously, uh, it just, you know, it's rainy a little bit. Shit like that. We're, uh, we're hot. We're miserable. We're weeks out from football season. Got a good workout in. That was okay. Uh, work-wise, I've been busy. I, I think you, uh, I think, uh, you encouraged me, uh, unintentionally to take a, uh, a day off soon just to chill and shit. I just need a day for, uh, for me. Just yeah, man, chill. you can't tell the wife, man. Still tell her you're going to work, but you got to be in the field all day and then like, you know, go play golf, go to the strip club, you know, some shit. It's going to do it all day, man, because wife's always try to get your shit, man. If they know you got some off time coming in, they're probably going to try to get at you or some shit. Oh, oh yeah, so you fucking clean out the air ducts. Since you're No! They're going to be wanting something. Yeah, you know what? A game of golf actually sounds okay. I, I'm not a huge golfer. Uh, you and I have played before. We've had fun. But, uh, man, it is pretty relaxing. And the only times I've really enjoyed myself... Um, I haven't played a ton. I've probably played a total of 10 times in my life. Um, the only time I've really enjoyed myself is playing on a weekday um, when it's not busy. I should say when it's not busy generally, but every time I've gone on a weekend, it's usually uh, other motherfuckers are there. You're playing behind people, all that bullshit. I don't like doing all that shit. Um, you know, the weekdays, it's a little slower, mostly the old people out, but you can usually chill. I suck so bad. I, I still don't even know how to keep fucking score. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm yeah. terrible. I you need to get back out in the, in the frisbee golf. No, I don't know. I know where to. Well, I guess I do have somewhere to put them, but I never play. Did you? Uh, you haven't played frisbee golf in a while, have you? We need. We need to get out. Maybe before. Uh, God, I'd be down with that. Um, yeah, maybe before football starts, we should we should get out one day and uh, play a little frisbee golf. That'd be cool. I'd like to find a new area. So. You ever play out uh, my way at the local place? No, I know they got one out there, and then I think there's one on uh, 280, maybe. Yeah. So. This uh, one's pretty cool. I went with uh, one of our loyal listeners uh, and, and sometimes caller, LD. Uh, God, you know what? Every time I say, oh, it was about a year ago, it's probably like three years ago. Um, it was cool. I think I went with somebody else before that. Um it was fun. It, it's, it's pretty cool. Kind of wooded area. Um, so you got a lot of, uh, a lot of hazards, I would say, if you like that kind of stuff, but yeah, fun. And it's usually not too busy. Hell yeah. Or we can try a uh, pickleball. If you, uh, want to get down on the nation's newest sports craze, uh, for people 50 and above. Have you, I haven't played it, but I've had people uh, 
friends of mine who have suggested playing at some point. So, not against it. Would you play? I think it'd be cool. Um, where the hell you play it at? Oh man, out here they have a, they just built a, a new uh, covered court over at the uh, the uh, ballparks. So, yeah, there's like uh, it's a huge, uh, big covered area, and they have pickleball courts under there, shaded. So it's pretty nice. And then the old tennis courts where you and I used to play tennis at. I say play. We went down there and clowned. Um, and shit, uh, they got pickleball courts down there now. In fact, I think they've turned the uh, tennis courts mostly into pickleball courts. So uh, I had a friend of mine who said it's pretty fun, pretty friendly to learn. It's easier than tennis. The learning curve's obviously not that hard. It's actually a wiffle ball. Did you know that, that you hit back and forth? I didn't realize it was a wiffle ball. Yeah. Um, issues right now. Uh-oh. Hey, uh, now it's like locked up and stuff, so. Can you hear me loud and clear, or am I okay? Well, I don't know. You're, I don't know you're probably not hearing it, but there's this fucking thing, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm hearing a little bit. Yeah, that shit's getting on my fucking nerves. You sound good now. Um, what the hell? Hold on, folks. Just bear with us one moment. No. <laughs> Jesus fucking H. Well, it's all good. Um, what? probably have to do uh it's just powered up and i'm sorry folks sometimes this shit wait hold on hold on man. i might have to just hang on i might have to like uh i can you know i don't think it's gonna do it. <laughs> oh no i said it was a monday monday and it's ending as a monday wow. monday and what a fucking monday I'm hoping I'm gonna be able to uh, still fucking. I hope that uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to get this thing. It's in my fucking it's in my ear. Oh, okay. Hold on. I think we're about to get off. All right. God damn. That was embarrassing. What the hell happened? <laughs> So I was trying to look up something, and you know, like when you click on the the fucking, you click on something wrong, or you're at a porn site, which I wasn't at. That's weird. And some oh, of these news, some of these, <laughs> some of these news sites have all kind of links on them, and it was like your computer is infected with a virus. Like I'm hearing this shit in my fucking. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, like, was, oh god! It was garbled for a, a hot minute there. I could hear you. I couldn't hear anything else, but I could hear that. Um, I, I suspected it was the uh, the Tennis Association of America who hates pickleball in the conversation we were having, and they were uh, <laughs> wanting us not to encourage our legion of listeners to play pickleball. They, uh... You know what? I'd give it a try, though. I know the library actually rents the equipment out, and guess what? I have a library card. So, uh... Ah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, uh... 
I wouldn't mind trying it. Man, those cords. So I took uh, my my oldest daughter. I took her to uh, she had a camp last week and it was down there by the courts and shit. And literally, there was a motherfucking uh, group of guys. I may have even mentioned it on last week's show. Maybe I didn't. But, I mean, they were down there at 7.30 in the morning. I was dropping her off. And, uh, I mean, playing on a, you know, Thursday fucking morning. It's like, damn, dude, y'all are serious about y'all shit. Um, people are yeah. in, 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 this is like cornhole, where it just swept the nation all of a sudden. Everybody's, like, into it all of a sudden. But I think I can get why it's friendly. You can get your homies together and it's easy to learn and it's uh exciting enough without being too strenuous i guess strenuous enough too so a little exercise for the old folks i'd give it a try fuck it yeah i, I probably need to get into a new sport anyway but you know <laughs> so it's all the meal prep we, we, we didn't even talk about your meal prep to you get that going yet you, yeah got it going yeah had a big nice fresh kind of sand up all fixed up. Big fresh cut of salmon this week. I got steakhouse burgers. Uh, they got they are bomb. Uh, little steakhouse burgers. They were pre-packaged, but that's what they said. Steakhouse burgers. We got them. Uh, and of course some chicken. But uh, what else did we have this week? We had some some diced potatoes in the air fryer. Delicious. And uh, I've been doing that protein pudding still. Kind of getting tired of it. I may change that up next week for you guys. Um, meal prep is done. It's uh, going to be a good week. I love salmon. Uh, the steakhouse burgers are fire as hell. So it uh, should, uh, should be a good week of eating. Good week of eating, oh baby, whiz. Whiz. Yeah, I'm back in the past. All right, I'm playing again. All right, feel better. Go. Go max some girls or something. Go talk to some women or go, go get some dirty pool. Go play pickleball. <laughs> pickleball. <laughs> well, you got anything you want to cover before we get out of here? Or you just want to give a quote or what's... Uh, yeah, you know what? We had a... Uh, looks like one of our listeners, Chris W. last week, sent me in a quote he wanted me to read. Where did I put it? It says, Real eyes realize real lies shout out oh. to chris w for submitting that real eyes realize from a song real lies. i don't know i just thought i would uh read it it uh you know he didn't he did my ending quote for me so shout out chris w realize 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 all right check out the old episodes folks hit up on my fucking subscribe button yeah. and um Come back here next Sunday night, 9.30 in the dirty. We got 19 days, folks. It's coming. Ooh. It's coming. I got a quote from the great Tom Arnold. Kids, 10 seconds of joy, 30 years of misery. I'm going to leave it with, uh, with that, folks. I hope we have a great week. I hope we have a great weekend. Meet us back here at 9.30 in the dirty. Have a good one, everybody. We love you. Hey, <laughs>